again, these days in our uh, increasingly active hustle culture where people can't really make enough to survive without having to go beyond what is acceptable, a lot of us do a lot of things to make ends meet. In this case, DoorDash and Uber Eats and things have become very common. That doesn't have to be from desperation, but when you take risks to make that extra tip, that extra dollar, it makes you wonder where it'll lead. We explore that and don't deliver to 166 Lower Creek Road, please. And so we begin. If you DoorDash, do not deliver to 166 Lower Creek Road. If you get that address, please cancel immediately. Ignore the high tip. It is not worth it. I haven't been door dashing long. I think it's been two months since I started. Now I'm writing this submission from the trunk of my car. Why am I writing this instead of calling the cops? Well, because I've already dialed 911 and the dispatcher laughed and hung up. According to her, 166 Lower Creek Road doesn't exist and they get a prank call about address every other night. Hell, she's been even saying that Lower Creek Road has been closed for years. So I'm writing my story on here because I feel that you all believe me. I was in the last 10 minutes of a four-hour shift at DoorDash. When I saw it was at 10.50 p.m., I decided to call a night and head home. I attempted to end my dash, but a new order popped up. Go to McDonald's. The pay showed $50. The pay is usually 10 at the most, and I couldn't say no. I was already close to McDonald's. It wouldn't take long to get there. Once inside, the cashier informed me that there wasn't a DoorDash order with the number I had. I looked at the items ordered, and it just was ice water and nothing else. $50 pay for ice water? Whatever, I'll take it. Cashier laughed at the order and handed over a large styrofoam cup of water. She informed me that they get an order like this every other night. As I walked back to my car, I felt very weird about this order. My gut told me to cancel, but I had already left the store with the item. The delivery address was only three and a half miles out, and I reminded myself of the high payout. Money that I really, really needed. So I pulled out into the highway and made my way to Lower Creek Road. In no time, the GPS had me on a heavily wooded dirt road. It was very curvy and hard to navigate in the dark. My paranoia had me seeing things out of the corner of my eyes, and I pressed on. After what felt like the eternity, the GPS said aloud, Turn left on a lower creek road in a quarter mile. Once the road wasn't there anymore, and the roadside made me take it the left anyway. Your destination will be on your right in one mile, the GPS said. Off the bat, I noticed that none of the mailbox numbers started with a one. They all started with six. And if the road was like any other actress, the actual address of the destination was 666 Lower Creek Road. Now, I'm not a religious or superstitious person, but the idea of the address was actually 666 made me feel even more worried. All the homes on the road looked very run down and deserted. And now only about 400 feet from my turn, I could see the rusty old mailbox at the head of the driveway. And sure enough, the numbers on the mailbox read 666. The GPS sang out that I was at my destination and the DoorDash app read off delivery instructions. Leave at my feet. Do not disturb. Those words chilled me. Usually the directions were simple. Leave a door or hand a customer. I slowly pulled down the driveway, which was fully surrounded by thick undergrowth and large trees. The little dirt road gave way to an opening. There was no house in the clearing. Setting right in the middle of the opening was what seemed to be three men. They were sitting on lawn chairs in a semicircle. They were illuminated by a blue light that was being emitted from the ground of what looked like a projector. They all had their hands up in the air and were looking directly into the blue light. The scene made me so nervous I began to feel nauseous. That nauseous feeling, I got out of my car and slowly walked towards them. I've never walked so slowly and quietly in my life. I didn't want them to notice me at all. And once I reached them, I could tell they were all completely naked. 
The man in the middle had a small box in his lap, and smoke was coming from the box like something was smoldering in it. There was a strong smell of burning hair around them. The only noise was the hum of the projector. I approached the man closest to the road and carefully tried to set the cup of water at his feet. My hands were shaking too badly, and I dropped the cup, spilling the water all over his feet. None of them had any reaction. I promptly stood up and walked back to the car as fast as I could. My heart was beating out of my chest. When I got back to my car, within about five feet, I turned back to look at the men. One of them remained in his seat, and the other two were gone. For a moment, everything felt still, and then the men's head snapped in my direction. He stood immediately and started sprinting towards me. I turned quickly to get in my car, but what I saw stopped me completely. The two men were already sitting in the passenger driver's seat, one of them staring forward. I heard the man's footsteps closing in from behind me, and before I could react, he tackled me head-on first in my car, and the impact was so violent, I immediately felt blood running down my face. As I pleaded, the man dragged me back into the lawn chairs and threw me down in the middle chair and dumped whatever he was burning in the small box over my head. The embers burned my scalp, so I began to scream as the man grabbed my face and forced me to stare into the light. My eyes began to get very heavy, and I couldn't keep them from closing, and when they were opened... I was no longer in the woods at night. I was now daylight. I was now high in the mountain and seated in front of a massive opening in the side of the mountain. Carvings were all around the outside of the opening. The carvings depicted faces with their mouths agape. The men were seated beside me. All three hummed in unison. The opening gave way to a large pit that seemed to be forever deep. A large gust of wind pushed out from within the mountain before the air was sucked back into the open for- opening forcefully. It was like the mountain was breathing. Each exhale pushed me away. Each inhale pulled me closer to the pit. My eyes widened as I realized it wasn't the mountain breathing, but that something very large down inside the mountain was the source of the air. Something very massive, something very alive. Just the thought of the unidentified being made me want to scream out in madness. My fixation broke on the abyss by a buzzing and vibration in my pocket. My phone was ringing. It broke my trance, and I realized I was back in the woods in the middle of the night. I looked around me and realized the three men were still in a meditative state, as I looked into the blue light, I jumped from the chair and started to dash my car. I crashed into the driver's side door and dug for my keys. Nothing. They were gone. I looked towards the men and noticed they were now walking towards me. I noticed my trunk was open and hopped inside before slamming it down. And that's how I ended up in my trunk, laying here with no hope. I just wanted you to know never to deliver at 666 Lower Creek Road. Also, there is something in that mountain. It's alive and it wants us all. Well, interesting, uh, the modernization of tying in technology and new, uh, new common professions into our story. Uh, this might be the first time I've read a DoorDash related one, um, for a creepypasta or no sleep. Interesting. Much like ones that exist in the past with deliveries of pizza and other things, the unfortunate arrival at a location, not following directions as given with the water, was was there a way to get out of this if directions were followed per, you know, correctly, or was this always a trap? Makes me wonder because he may have uh, avoided. Had, you know, what kind of star rating would he get if he just literally spilled water on the feet of one of the delivery you know recipients? For shame. But nonetheless, curious what you guys think, and as always, thanks and take care.